Hi guys, I'm Chris. I'm Yanni. And welcome to Parks and Rec number five. Um, thank you for coming back again. If you haven't been here before, hey, welcome. Um, today we're actually going to be talking all about the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival for 2022. And you might think, hey, Chris, that started back in July. Why would you be talking about that now? Game's over, man. It's really not because like a week and a half, two weeks ago now, they actually opened a bunch of brand new booths, and the festival does go through November 19th this year. So as of us recording this, there's still like two and a half months left for you to come down to Orlando, go to Epcot, and then eat some delicious food. And we're going to do our best to tell you what to go to and where to eat, because there's a lot of options, and it gets expensive, especially like when you're going around and you're trying to eat at every booth like we have. Oh, you want me to start? Yeah, well, you can say something, right? <laughs> well, I don't know. You guys seem to cover all the bases. Um, did we tell them that we're, we haven't actually eaten at all the booths? Yeah, there are a couple that we skipped just because they're something of perennial letdowns. Um, Italy, I'm looking at you. China is one that's also consistently let me down. Uh, China is fine. If you've eaten at your local mall's Chinese like restaurant, You've eaten that China. Yeah, and then there's some that we, I don't want to say skipped, but some that we haven't gone to because they have the same offerings that they usually have, and some of them are honestly some of my favorites, but I constantly go, I constantly get them. I don't feel the need to talk about them this time because I know they're going to be good, and I'm going to eat them next time we go to Epcot. Canada, I'm looking at you! Yeah, Canada's definitely one of them, and then Australia, like... We haven't done Australia yet. We haven't done Hawaii, and ha uh, Hawaii is just one of the ones that recently opened. But I love that Kahlua pork slider. I'm always going to get that pork slider because they have it every single year. So it's time to talk about something new, something fresh. So we're going to start you off with our five best of the fest. It's almost like this would be a top ten list because there's two of us talking about five things. I feel like we have repeats, though. There's probably going to be some repeats. So... Mine aren't in any particular order. I literally just wrote down five of my favorite things. I don't know if you were going to do yours like but like worst of the best to the best of the best or how you were going to work it. Uh, I think I'm going to do uh, worst and then I do have an honorable mention. Okay. What's your honorable mention? Because I'm curious how that how that's working. Do uh, you want a hint? Well, we didn't talk about this, so yeah, I'm, I'm not prepared. Uh, it's I, I didn't want to include it in my top five because it is one of those dishes that I get every single time that I go to the Epcot Food and Wine Festival. It's consistently one of my favorites, and every time I go with you, I'm really excited because you only eat like a little bit of it, and then I can eat all of it, basically. What is it? It's from Ireland. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Well, why isn't that just on the, your best then? Because we're doing something new. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's okay. Well, what, what is it? Because I know what you're talking about. But Oh, now I forgot the name. Hold on. Wow. No, this, I'm, why, I'm not prepared. That's what happens when it's an honorable mention. You don't even remember it. I look when I see it. I'm like, that one. You and just dumped like... on your honorable mention. <laughs> That's not true. All right, so I got to the page. It is. <laughs> it is the warm chocolate pudding cake. No, that's really good. Um, 
it's hard for me to justify spending what you pay per dish for some of the dessert stuff because I'm going there to get my money's worth and I, I'm always just more of a savory person. Um, I almost had the Irish sausage with the Colcan and potatoes on my list though because that was really good and again that's something that they usually do have but when we did our first visit that was something I was definitely happy to get because I, I love that sausage and potatoes it's super good hmm. 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 Um, I get do I need to have an honorable mention now? I, I don't know okay. there's, well, there's a test I, I'm going to say my honorable mention is going to be one of the ones that I didn't get because I know I'm going to love it and we're going to get it and that's going to be from Hawaii the, the Kahlua pork slider because it's just so good and I know what I'm in for when I get it. I guess I could also call the uh, the roasted lamb chop from Australia like another honorable mention because same thing, haven't gotten it yet, but I love it. Uh, the little steaky from Canada. Yeah, honestly, everything from Canada is usually pretty good too because they'll have the, the cheddar cheese soup too, which again, it's super hot in Orlando even though it's September 1st right now it's still like high 90s almost every single day but it's okay drinking a cup of hot cheese soup because it's that good with but, yummy pretzel yeah with the yummy pretzel bread all right so what's your your number five then I think I can I can adjust mine to be to be so, less up to the, the greatest so this one is a classic um, but I'm going to count it because I've never had it before in all the years I've been going to food and wine. And they are the escargots from okay. France. Yeah, this is something that they've had before. And it seems like it goes away for a couple years, and then it comes back. And then it'll go away, and it comes back a couple years later. I don't know if it's they try to keep it like circulating, like coming in so it's something new and exciting mm-hmm. each year because it's very exciting if you if you can't get escargot to like walk through the france pavilion and be like "Ooh, that's that means snails <laughs> like the first time i ever had it actually was at the food and wine festival with my mom because when i moved down to orlando like she came down during the festival and we were like all right we're gonna eat lots of tasty food and that was one of the things neither one of us had ever had it and it was trying it where i was like oh this mostly just tastes like garlic and basil and a croissant this is fine and the escargot itself, it's if you're freaked out by it, but you can eat mushrooms, it's like that. It's kind of like that squishy, tough. Same thing as like shrimp almost. That's the closest thing I can probably equate it to. And if you are turned off by that, it is bathed in garlic, so it is so good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not that bad. And I'll say even um, the other one that we had there, the... The beignet with like the three cheeses oh. was really good too, but I would probably put the escargot above that because it is something that's a little bit more adventurous, and that's part of the fun of the food and wine festival is going to try new and different things. And you're not going to go to a restaurant and probably get an escargot dish if it's something you're not sure if you're going to like, but spending five six dollars for like you know a small portion of it that you're going to be splitting with someone else that that might be more viable for you. You actually have, like, an excellent segue to, like, my number four. <laughs> but well, you haven't gotten to your number five, so I need you to, like, okay, clock's well, ticking. Uh, so for my number five, I'm actually going to do a drink. And this is coming from the Refreshment Outpost. And this is the 81 Bay or 81 Bay Brewing Company's Nairobi Coffee Dark Beer. 
Um, we had this the first day of walking around the festival, and I don't know what it was about this beer, but it just hit me more than any of the other beers. And I don't mean like in like an alcoholic, like it got me drunk way. I just mean drinking this, it was like the perfect blend of like cold, but that nice coffee roastedness. Um, next time we go to Epcot, I'm probably going to get another one of these because I thought about getting it last time we went, but... We were trying to fill in the gaps on our food menu, so I didn't want to stop somewhere we had already been, even if it was just to get a beer. Hmm. Okay, so all that being said, uh, blah, 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 I'm saying the same thing I did to Segway before. Yeah, so, um, if you know Chris, and I know I, I know Chris. I, I hope you know Chris. You know that he does not like most seafood, uh, mostly like a textured thing. And my number four was actually the baked scampi dip okay. that we got at Coast Elites. Um, and you tried it, and you didn't hate it, I remember. Yeah, um, I don't mind the taste of seafood. For me, it's much like the escargot like, texture thing. Um, that's why I try to stay away. Well, I don't try to stay away from it. I do stay away from stuff like shrimp, um, scallops, things like that. 90% which, of what was it? <laughs> but, you know, I'm... I'm something of an adventurous eater, and I, I'm i willing to try new and different things. And this was actually really good um, because it's mostly cheese and garlic on top of, like, a baguette that they gave you with. And the first bite I had, I did make sure I got some of the shrimp, the shrimp in there. And it was fine, but when I went back for my second bite and I had just, like, the cheese, like, and the, I, I don't know if it was, like, um, what else was in there? Um, like spinach, I want to say. Yeah, spinach. That's what it was. Because I was going to say like artichokes, but I knew it wasn't that. I was like, okay, this is delicious. This is something I would eat nonstop if I had like a whole like plate of it put in front of me. And I will say, um, I think it was like $6 for this bait scampi dip. And I got like a lot of seafood because you got some bites out of it. And I still had like plenty of bites with seafood. And I do appreciate that, like, that was calculated into the cost. They don't, they don't skimp on that scrimp. Like, shrimp, but I said it, so it rhymes. So what's your number three? Uh, well, my, well, my number four first. Uh, I'm going to go back over to the opposite side of the park uh, at Earth Eats with the Impossible Burger Slider. Uh, this has a wasabi cream and spicy slaw on a sesame seeds bun. Uh, previous year at food and wine or it might have even been from flower and garden we had something from the impossible themed kitchen it was like the um, korean short oh rib. my goodness that was and so good absolutely loved that one so i was excited to go try this one too because i am a meat eater but i don't necessarily shy away from stuff that's vegetarian or vegan um and anything that you see at pretty much any restaurant or like food festival with impossible like quote-unquote meat in it is going to be incredibly good and flavorful because they have a way of just making it like the perfect texture with that perfect flavor that it's like a direct copy and i really enjoyed this as someone that you know eats meat quite often like i this isn't a like oh it's good if you you know close your eyes and think meat. like you know it's just it's good for what it is uh, my only complaint is that it's not the Korean short rib because that one was spectacular. 10 out of 10. Amazing. So what's your number three? Oh, we're number three now. Yeah. No, we. That's, that's how the numbers work. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> I know. 
Um, my number three is coming from Mexico. Okay. We had two things from Mexico. We did, and I wasn't impressed with one of them, so I'm guessing you're picking the drink. I am. It takes two to mango margarita. Uh, partially because of the name. I, I do like that pun. It's Looking at you. It's a good pun. <laughs> that, but I, I approve of it, too. Like, it's, it's clever. Um, but it was so good. Like, I was, it was exactly what I needed. I think it was, like, so hot the first time that we went to the food and wine that I was actively dying. And just taking a sip of that was like, yes, this is worth it. Like, we let's keep going kind of thing. Um, but I loved it. Um, usually Mexico is a pretty solid standout, like, kitchen kiosk booth for me. Um, we didn't really talk about this in the pre-show stuff, but one of the things that we had talked about you know, last week when we were planning and planning this episode was uh, talking about the best of the fest, mm-hmm. the mess of the fest, and then the rest of the fest. Is Mexico one of your mess? Mexico, it's not messed, but I'd say it's a rest because having the taco over there, it kind of let me down because it sounded really good. And when we get to my number one, um, it's a lot to say. Like, from a value standpoint, paying $7 for that one Mm -hmm. taco, that was okay. It was pretty good. But having my number one in mind while I was eating that taco, I was like, oh, I I spent the same amount of money and I got, like, three times the amount of food at this other booth. Um, So I think it was just, like, a cost to tastiness ratio was off, uh, which puts Mexico on my rest of the fest. It's there. It's fine. Like, if you're not too adventurous of an eater and you want something that's good, I think that taco's a, a nice option for you. I will say it was a tiny taco. Yeah, was... This was the uh, Taco Al Pastor. So a seared pork belly uh, and a corn tortilla with chipotle, black beans, pineapple, pickled onions, and chives. Which, again, all tasty, but, you know, it wasn't at the level to be on my best. Mm. So it's with the rest. Mm. All right. Mm. I think you spoiled what your number one is. So. Maybe. I mean, spoilers for me. I mean, you know what it is. I, I know what it is. Uh, well, my number three is actually going to be from one of my favorite booths and the one that I'm always happy to go back to since it made its debut like a couple years ago. But from Flavors from Fire, this is going to be the Bon Mi Bao. Mm, I'm surprised you're putting on number three. Oh, no. Really? Did you think it was going to be higher or the fact that it's on my list at all? I thought it was going to be higher. Okay. No, this was absolutely fantastic. And it took me a little bit of thinking to myself about it because, uh, bon me about it's char-grilled Asian skirt steak, uh, chicken liver aioli, pickled vegetables, and cilantro, which I picked all that off and I threw it in the bushes. Um, I had but, some. <laughs> but this is really good. Like, I absolutely love this bao. And... There's something about flavors from fire, just even being in the proximity of that booth, like smelling them grill the steak. I was like, oh my gosh, like we had just eaten there. And we had also just eaten at like, I think two other booths before that, because we also went to Mac and, uh, the Mac, Mac and, and Eats. Mac and Eats, and then we and went then to Coastal, Coastal Eats. <laughs> so it was like booth, booth, booth. And after eating this, I was also like, I, I could eat more of that. Um, flavors from fire is definitely going to be another booth that I go back to again. Um, just because the smoked corned beef is always one of my favorites. But again, it's all about trying something new, something different. I will say, um, we've now had everything from Flavors from Fire. Not this year, but in previous year. Mm-hmm. So, like, the smoked corned beef and the chocolate cake are also really, really tasty. Yeah, I would say this is probably one of the booths that 
is usually more of a hit than a miss for me. Because I know, like, no matter what, they're going to have something that I like. All right. Yeah. What you got next? Um, I got something from, I believe, the only new booth at the Food and Wine this year. Is Fry Basket the only new one? Um, I believe there is something else that's a new booth. I can do some research while you talk about this, so go ahead. Uh, but I'm going to take uh, the Fry Flight, which was three different types of fries. Um, sea salt and malt vinegar, barbecue bacon, and sweet potato casseroles. And I would be walking around the food and wine. I would be seeing like, everyone holding one of these Fry Flights. It would seem like every family would just get one. Um, this was a ton of food. And I remember this was like our first booth the first day. And basically getting out of there was just like, oh, I'm, I'm full. I ate too many fries. Yeah, this was our first stop the first day. And looking at the little food and wine passport that you're able to pick up, this is the only one that actually is listed as new this year. Um, previously, this is the booth that's closest to Test Track. And previously, it was like the donut booth. Which I don't think we've ever gotten anything no, from there. No, we've gotten stuff from there. Did we? Yeah. It's just, they're donuts. Like, it's not anything that's absolutely fantastic. <gasps> no, that's where they had the, the cinnamon roll bites, no? Like the cinnamon bites? Yeah, I think that was also over there. Oh, no, those were good. Oh. I would have to go pull out my old passports, <laughs> but this is actually going to be my number two. Um, because, again, it's like a little mini... Epcot International Food and Wine Festival when you're going to the Food and Wine Festival because it's a flight. So you're getting three different types of fries. And the sea salt malt vinegar are probably the most like base version of the fries. But I really love the barbecue bacon fries. Um, the sweet potato casserole fries were really good too. They you're, were my favorite. You're a, a sweet potato freak. Uh, so <laughs> I am a sweet potato but even freak. The, even the other one that we had too because we also tried the adobo yucca fries. Those were so... Do you Those, want to say it the white way? Yucca? <laughs> Please don't. They were, not, they were not yucca because they were yumma. Um, even those were like, absolutely fantastic. And I think this is definitely a worthwhile addition. And same thing, like if you're not a super adventurous eater or if you're someone traveling with kids, it's just french fries. Like, what's, what's not to like about it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. What's your number one? Um, my number one is your number three. Really? The Bon Me? Yes. That was, that was, mm, that was, mm, that's it. That's all I got to say. So, re mm. so repeat visit, do you get that one again? Is is it that much of a like, yes, this is my number one. I'm, I'm eating more of it. The problem is that was from Flavors from Fire. So they also have like the smoked corned beef that I also really like. Well, I'm, I'm going to get that. So you <laughs> so, can always have some of it. So literally like. All three of those options are so solid that I could have one any day that we go to the festival and I'll be satisfied. Flares from fire. Just, mwah. Chef's kiss. Yeah, super good. Um, my number one, though, is going to be coming from Brewing. Uh, this is the Chicken Wing restaurant in the Odyssey building, kind of also next to where Test Track is located. Um, we made a stop there, and I was committed to trying a bunch of chicken wings at once. So I'm trying to find the list of everything in this passport, but I can never figure out where everything is in here. But we had the garlic parmesan, 
the peanut butter and grape gel ones, and then the dry rub jerk spice. Which were the best. Which were the best. And that's the one that I put as my number one, because I do want to go back to this booth. And this was kind of what I was talking about previously when discussing the taco from Mexico. $7 gets you a boat of chicken wings that has like five or six wings in it. And then you also had celery on the side. And they have blue cheese or ranch available too if you want that. But these were actually like really good sized wings. And they were completely loaded with like whatever sauce or seasoning that they came with. Uh, and I felt like this would be a great option. Again, if you're going with a group of friends or a family, like seven bucks gets you something for everybody. Like, I'm, I'm a wing fiend, and I was happy because, you know, you tried, like, one of each, I think. Yeah. Which left me, like, 15 more wings <laughs> to eat on my own, which, again, a great amount of food. And you might think it is expensive to have $7 for, like, five, six wings. But the price of chicken wings has gone up over the past couple of years just due to sort, uh, shortages. But this is a booth that I definitely want to go back to again to get the other wings that we didn't get to try because they have just like your regular like classic buffalo wings and then i'm trying to remember what the other one was uh was it the cauliflower uh they do have like a spiced cauliflower bites too which i would definitely be willing to try that too just based off of everything else we had there um oh and then sriracha lime wings was the other one mm. and then we also did do the uh the beer and cider flights that they had there as well. We did, so yes. I think that was a great start to our day because it had a lot of really good food and really good wings. And if you're freaked out by the thought of like eating peanut butter and jelly wings, it's it's not that weird. Like yeah. they're super good. They're fine. <laughs> also, that's where you'll meet everyone from Buffalo. That's where everyone from Buffalo stops. Like <laughs> obviously because you go somewhere else and they got wings, you got to try them. Mm-hmm. It's just part of the part of the deal. So something else to discuss at the uh, International Food and Wine Festival is they do have their Eat to the Beat concert series where during the weekends during the festival they do have um, national well-known recording acts performing multiple times a night. Um, They're a little bit shorter sets. It might be like 20 to 30 minutes. So they'll do like a few songs and then they'll come back like an hour later and play some different stuff. Um, We haven't seen any of the shows yet but there definitely are some artists coming up that i'm super excited for and i didn't prep you for this because i'm going to ask you on the fly of the upcoming acts who is your like oh i have to go i have to see them um i mean i feel like you have to say boys to men no yeah boys to men is fantastic (laughs) i've seen them like multiple other years and it's just amazing so they're november 4th to 7th and we will be going oh, that, to see that's, them that's totally fine um but i'm also really excited to see uh postmodern jukebox okay september 25th and 26th and for me i'm i'm excited to see sugar ray i grew up loving sugar ray not because of like their top 40 radio friendly hits but because they used to be like a gritty grimy like sludge punk band that was like like punky new metal inspired like they're so good and they've definitely veered away from that but i would definitely go see them at epcot in hopes that maybe there's some some tease of what they used to be like maybe play like rpm or iron mike or something i don't know i don't know wishful thinking sugar ray if you're listening please (laughs) throw, throw, throw me some mean machine or something um 
Something else that we did that we haven't talked about yet, though, is uh, a little bit of a scavenger hunt. Oh, with little Remy. Well, oh, there's because there's that, and then there's also the Fromagi montage. Did you, did you forget about I Remy? Forgot, I forgot we did the the Remy's Ratatouille adventure. Yeah, hide and squeak. That's what it's called. You forgot about Remy? We did that the first day. He, like, he's literally one of the mascots. No, but uh, talk about the hide and squeak. Uh, super duper cute, um, and that is pretty much all there is to it. Um, you find Remy around the pavilions, like country pavilions, not little stands, and then you get a price at the end. No. Yeah. So you buy a map. The maps, I believe, are seven ninety nine each. And in each country, you're going to see Remy with a different ingredient for his ratatouille. And then you have to find the sticker that matches that ingredient and then put it on your map. And then after completing all, like, 12 countries, well, 11 countries, but then they also have the refreshment outpost in there, um, you get a prize. And we did two of these maps. And what were the prizes that we selected? There it comes this year. Um, I got a figment. And you got? I got Tiana. They're like lenticular motion, like plastic cups. So we haven't actually used them yet. They're just sitting on the Disney nerd shelf, but they're, they're super so cute. cute. Um, and then what was the other one that we did that I was alluding to? <laughs> the one that I was, you and I had completely different ones. Yeah. Um, that was the fromage montage. Fromagi montage. That is not how it's called. It is because I like to say it that way. Four um, years of friendship on this agrees with you. So what this is, is at all, well, not all of the booths, but most of the booths, they do have a cheese-based dish. And if you partake of this dish, you'll get a stamp at that booth. And then after getting five stamps, it could be repeats, it could be one of each different thing, um, you get a completer prize. Which was cheesecake Dole Whip. Yeah, it's like a strawberry cheesecake Dole Whip, and it comes in like a little, like, plastic wine glass that has a meal and like pieces of cheese on it. Uh, I think for stuff that we probably would have wound up eating anyways, it was a nice little bonus. Like, I don't think anything on the the, the cheese crawl, if you want to call it that, uh, was anything that we were like, oh, well, I don't want this, but I have to get it to see what the prize is going to be. Uh, even the one that surprised us, because um, the pork rinds, you could have a stamp for that one. Yeah, and then, uh, like, cause this, this is from the Swanky Saucy Swine. It's uh, pork rinds with pimento cheese. And you got a stamp for that one, so I was like, yeah, I mean, we were going to get that anyway. So you might as well. Yeah, and it wasn't like a small cup of dough. Like, it was actually a decent amount, like, for two of us to eat it. And if I'm correct... Don't quote me on this. It is the only way you're going to get that Dole Whip is you complete the little thingy. I believe so. Because I don't. they don't have it listed on the menu at Shimmering Sips, which is the redemption spot for it. So I believe so. I believe you are correct. I will quote you on that. Oh, no. <laughs> um, Fake news. <laughs> so kind of talked about it before with um, the taco. Do you have anything that you consider to be the rest of the fest? Like, just a, like, oh, it's fine. Like, it's okay. If, like, you get this, you're not going to hate it. Uh, I hate calling it the rest of the fest because it is one of my favorite booths consistently. Um, but Japan 
is going to be in the rest of my fest this year. Um, everything that we got from there was pretty good. Um, there was just stuff that I liked better this year. There's nothing wrong with that. And then the other thing that we had talked about, the mess of the fest. So these are the ones that just a letdown. Like, don't, don't waste your time with it. And for me, set it up at the front, we don't go to Italy because Italy is very much overpriced for what it is. And the times that I have gotten anything from Italy, I've been let down by it. Because it's just, it's never what I expected or want it to be. If you want to compare it, the wings that we got were like $7. And each dish from Italy is like 13 14 Last time I remember getting something from there, I got, it was like a ravioli carbonara. And it was like two pieces of ravioli. And it was like the same thing. It was like $13 for ravioli with like diced up tomatoes and bacon on top. And I was like, oh. I will say this is the first year in a while that I can remember that people had positive things to say about Italy. And it was that one of their dishes was okay. Yeah, it was better than it has been. Which is glowing review. Uh, and I think the other thing that I have to put on the mess of the fest, and this is something I know you have on yours too, is actually the noodle exchange. Yeah. Because it sounds exchange. so good. Again, we're okay with eating hot soups during the food and wine festival, even though it's hot outside, because you're expecting it to be something that's a little bit more elevated. So we tried two dishes from the noodle exchange. We got the beef udon and like the pork pho. Or I might have those switched. It might be like uh, beef no, no. I think it was. Okay. I think it was beef udon and then pork. And pho. both one of them, I think, were good amounts of food. I think what you pay for, like you get a decent sized bowl of noodles, but there wasn't a lot that jumped out of either one of those bowls at me. I don't think we finished it one hundred percent. Like we left some broth in there and everything, and I was just kind of like, okay. Yeah, and I'm a soup drinker, like. I will drain that bowl because, you know, I love me some fixins, but the broth's where it's at. I will say this about the noodle exchange. It had the most interesting beer we had. Which one? Did, oh, they had the green tea. The Playa green tea yeah. beer. Yeah, and that then... was pretty good. Um, besides the Tuta Mango uh, Margarita in Mexico, was that your favorite drink then? Or was there another one that kind of... I loved pretty much everything we got over in Appleseed Orchard. Orchard? Orchard? Orchard. Thank you. <laughs> um, which is just apple. Apple drinks. That's, yeah. that's it. That's it. I'm allergic to apples. <laughs> but it's okay because you, you power through it. Uh, I also have to say from Japan, the um, Orange Blossom Brewing Company did the Moon Blossom Pilsner. Well, that one was really good. Which was really good, too. That one I was actually surprised by. Um, Yeah, all around, I think it is a great festival and definitely worth the time and money. Like, we've made two visits now. We'll definitely be going back again to finish up everything else that we haven't gotten and get some of those favorites. Kenya, I'm looking at you. Yeah, we... Oh, Kenya's one. Tenderloin. But do you have any closing thoughts on food and wine? (sighs) Uh, you're, you're putting too much pressure on me. <laughs> too, too much pressure. You could, you could just say no. Uh, um, it, it's good food. Um, go with friends. 
share some some treats. You won't have a bad time at the food and wine festival. Like it's impossible. Yeah, it's always even like though it's always hot and since we're coming out of summer now, it's still always rainy. It's still fun. Like I have no complaints about it. And if there's something that we missed, something that we got to try, or maybe something we need to try again, maybe we went on an off day, let us know. Comment on any of the social media posts for this episode. Um, wherever you're listening to us, hey, thank you. We appreciate it. Rate and review us on that venue of choice. And email us directly at baggedandboardcast at gmail.com. Thanks, guys.